It's like around 7.38 p.m. where I'm at. We got one person. We got Harvey Dent. Well, let's say we got three three people in the room already. What's going on, Harvey? Hey, bro. How are you? How's your week been? <clears throat> Excuse me. How's your week been? Um, anything cool going on? Dude, have you seen the uh, the beef with uh, Jorge and uh, Connor? <laughs> I'll actually be surprised if they booked the fight. I mean, we got Torn in the room. What's up, Torn? <clears throat> I mean, it's a super fun fight. I think um, it'll make a ton of money. Uh, you know, pay-per-view sales. I think a lot of attention. The matchup is super fun. I just, I don't know if they'll book it, though. <clears throat> We got Hack you in the room. What's up, Hack? We got Josh. What's going on? Harvey says, it's my birthday. Day's been great. How about yourself? <clears throat> That's awesome, bro. Today's your birthday? Wow. Hey, man. Happy birthday. Uh, hope it was an awesome birthday. Wishing you many, many more. And um, yeah, man. That's that's amazing. Uh, my day? Good, dude. Good. I got no complaints. I just... Um, Work today, just a regular old work day. Got out of work. I worked out, <clears throat> ate something, took a shower. I feel good. And I uh, got a l- little bit of time to kill, so I figure I'll hop on with you guys. All right, Torrance says, um, oh, wait, Josh. Josh says, Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. Who you got? Damn. That's a good fight, man. Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. Hmm. Um. When I think about that fight, the first thought that comes to mind as far as like a winner is is going to be Dustin Poirier. Like just initially, that that's the thought that comes to mind. Like Dustin will win, but I think it's a it, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Um, I just think that Dustin is a little bit more uh, polished. You know, there's some areas that Michael Chandler is going to best Dustin Poirier. Obviously, he's going to be stronger than Dustin because Michael Chandler is a damn tank, man. That dude's always conditioned. His conditioning might be a little bit better, but I don't think there's an issue with um, Dustin Poirier's conditioning. We got Mostafa in the room. What's going on, Mostafa? I don't think there's an issue with uh, Poirier's conditioning. I'm just saying, like, whose conditioning is better. I think Michael Chandler, like that dude is like a super athlete, always comes in shape and he's always like going, going, going. But in the the striking department, the pure striking department, I personally got Dustin Poirier. I think Dustin Poirier is more polished. I think he's more skilled. I think he's more patient. Um, I think he has better setups. <clears throat> power, raw power, probably Chandler. So <clears throat> I think it'll be a great fight. Um, I just think maybe Dustin has more tools to win. You know, I, I feel like Dustin could possibly tap Chandler out if he gets him in the right submission. You know, the opportunities there, there's a window for that. And I think in the striking department, I do think Dustin could stop him as well. So like a ratio not to be long winded. Um, for me, uh, 60, 40 Poirier. <clears throat> That's me though. Torrance says, um, like I was saying, I believe Jorge Masvidal will hurt Conor McGregor, <laughs> do some vicious things to him in that octagon. I'm predicting it around 4 TKO for Jorge. <clears throat> you know what, Torrin? I can't even argue that, bro. Maybe. Maybe, man. Torrin continues and says, and um, 
and Connor won't be able to punk Jorge Masvidal at the press conferences like he's done Jose Aldo or Habib. <clears throat> Definitely not. Definitely not. Jorge is... He's an alpha. He's definitely definitely street. And um, Jorge would definitely know how to deal with that trash talk and kind of like that bullying. I don't think he can be bullied. You know, I just I don't I don't think so. A guy like that, you know, because Jorge's he's a dangerous dude, man. As we've seen, this guy will like go to he'll go to crazy lanes. He'll he'll punch you in the street, whether it's a sucker punch or not. But he still kept his word and and. You know, he freaking attacked Colby Covington. That's the type of guy that Masvidal is. You know, he's a legit street dude. So you're not going to you're not going to punk a guy like that. Like he'll literally fight Connor at the press conference if it came to that, you know, and Connor's kind of a maniac himself. You know, Connor, we've seen him throw stuff and, you know, throw freaking monster cans or whatever he threw and act a fool. You know, he's kind of he's kind of tapped as well. <clears throat> so but as far as the fight, I mean, I. I personally think it would be a good fight. I think they could finish each other. Um I, I don't I don't even I don't even remember if I did a breakdown for it to be honest with you. I'm trying to think who would I favor. I mean, technical striking wise, I probably got Connor. I think Connor's a little bit more technical and skilled. Maybe skilled is not the right word, but Jorge is He's skilled standing. He's a great boxer. He's tricky. I feel like Jorge is a little bit more unorthodox and predictable. And Connor, Connor's like new style is like a little bit cleaner. You know, <clears throat> reflexes and timing, probably Connor. Power, uh, probably comparable. You know, um, wrestling, I would say Jorge. Submission grappling, I probably would say Jorge. Um, Cardio and conditioning. I'm gonna say if, it, if it's like a striking battle, just straight up, you know, on the feet the whole fight. I don't think either one's gonna really have an issue with cardio. But if I had to give an edge in cardio, I'm gonna say Masvidal. It's it's a it's kind of an uphill fight for Connor. I think it's winnable though. I, it's not like I don't think Connor can win. I think it's a great fight. I mean, I think it's it's a fight that'll get people. You know, get get their blood going. I think it'll be a lot of attention. I think the sport needs it right now. Torrance says Jorge's more battle tested than Connor. That's a fact. That's a fact. Jorge is a super veteran of the game. Um, it don't get much more vet than Masvidal. That's for sure. He's pretty much seen it all. <clears throat> Mustafa says agree. Dustin will win that fight. I think so, Mustafa. I think so. Harvey says, I'd pick Connor to be honest. Jorge's boxing defense isn't as good <clears throat> as his offense. He gets hit too much, especially against the cage. He gets lazy and then gets caught like against Kobe. He also accepts going backwards. <clears throat> yeah, I think the thing with Jorge is that he had an eye-opening experience too against Usman. It's like he relied a little bit too much on his chin. You know, um, we got Blue in the room. What's up, Blue? Eric's in the room. Jorge, you know, he's never been like stopped flat out cold in his whole career up until the Usman fight. And it's like, I think you get this false sense of security. Like you can't get knocked out. You know what I mean? Um, he got, he got a rude awakening against Usman. I think Jorge was cool with just taking a punch and eating it and just giving one back that he thought that the person can't take. And, um, yeah, that's kind of a recipe for disaster that definitely is going to catch up to you. 
Blue says, Jorge Masvidal, he just want money. <clears throat> a lot of people are saying that, Blue, because of the whole court case with Colby. <laughs> They're saying that Colby's in a suit of pants off for him. He needs like a big payday. But <clears throat> I really, I can't blame Jorge for trying to get the money fight, you know, because he's at the end of his career. Like, I don't think Jorge is completely washed, <clears throat> but I think he's definitely towards the end of his career. And he's, um, you know, probably would be smart for him to get the the most, the biggest paydays, you know. Anybody that fights Connor, they're pretty much, they're a millionaire pretty much after the fight. You know, it, he changes their lives. Uh, Harvey says, Connor security will, will put Jorge on his neck. Torrance says, Connor couldn't bully Tony Ferguson either at a press conference. Torrance too crazy. Uh, Tony's too crazy. He's definitely too crazy to get bullied. <laughs> Mustafa says, Connor can win any fight with no ground part. Yeah, Mustafa, like in a straight up striking, you know, battle like Connor, unless if it's like against a middleweight, but, you know, from welterweight on down, I mean, he can't be completely counted out, you know, he's, he's still a really good fighter, man. He's, he's still elite. He's still super dangerous. I think when he comes back, he can still beat a lot of guys at this point. I don't know if he's ever going to win a belt again. You know, that, that's a stretch. I mean. I'm kind of an optimistic person. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, kind of like um, have th faith in people. And, you know, if you work hard and you apply yourself, I think you can make things happen. So I wouldn't completely count them out from winning a belt again. But <clears throat> at this point, I think more than physical, it's a mental thing with Connor. I think the money <clears throat> has definitely gotten to his head. I don't think he's necessarily the same fighter as when he he first started when he first started connor had like this like energy about him he was like special to me kind of like like magic you know what i mean like 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 just like this aura like the guy would just like make things happen you know they they called him mystic mac for a reason and um i think he lost that <clears throat> you know i think he lost it with the negativity with the money with with the you know, the ego and the power, the money get into his head, having the wrong people around him. Now I think Connor sips his own Kool-Aid and he's not, um, <clears throat> he's not realistic with himself. You know, he's not. We got Natiro in the room. What's up, bro? Um, Natiro says, yo, what's up, Slam? Am I late? Uh, like a little bit. I only been off for like close to 15 minutes. I probably got like 30 minutes total, maybe 40 but uh, Natero says, Slam, do you believe what Anthony Smith said about Cerrone is true? <clears throat> well, there's a saying, Natero, I'm sure you've heard it, you know, um, there's, always, there's like three truths, right? So there's like one side, there's the left side, there's the right side, and in the middle, you know, that, that might be closer to the actual truth. <clears throat> so I, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't necessarily view Anthony Smith as a liar at all. I don't I don't view him as an embellisher like whatsoever. I'd be inclined to believe Anthony Smith's version from his side, from what he understands. <coughs> Cerrone, I mean, there's been other stories with him being drunk and, you know, kind of acting a fool a little bit. There's been bigger ac accusations about him, him being racist. 
I really don't see that from from Donald Cerrone to, to tell you the truth. I mean, he trains with all groups. Like one of his best friends is Leonard Garcia. He's Mexican. Tony has, you know, a bunch of black training partners. He lives with different groups of people at the BMF ranch. I mean, I don't I don't think the guy's racist. Um but acting like a jerk, yeah, I could kind of see it. I could kind of see it. I, I hate to say it, but I could kind of see uh, I could kind of see Donna Cerrone being drunk and doing some stupid things and acting like a jerk. So in that case, mm, I probably would lean towards Anthony Smith with with what went down, you know. <clears throat> but I wasn't there. That's just an assumption. Torrance says Bobby Green has had problems with Donna Cerrone. Yeah, I saw that tour and I heard his side of the story. And I mean, from his side, it seemed truthful. It didn't seem like Bobby Green was lying, you know, but we would have to hear what Cerrone got to say about it. I mean, the Internet's crazy because anybody can say anything and, you know, it doesn't make it true. And a lot of times you you see stuff on the Internet and it's like um, it's not a correct representation of the truth. Like things are like altered. Uh, whether it be like photographs, videos, they're edited a certain way. <clears throat> like I saw this, there was a video of Cerrone circulating <clears throat> and, and apparently, you know, he dropped the N-bomb in, in, in the video. It was like a video in the back, I think before his fight or after his fight, he was sitting with Jake Shields and I didn't hear that. They also had like, um, uh, what is it like a caption, like with with what Cerrone was actually saying, like I saw, and it 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 wasn't what people thought. I I, for, I forgot exactly what he said, but it was something about like something with a takedown or getting up off the floor, and it sound wrong, like it sound kind of muffled, and it definitely wasn't what people thought it was. But like a lot of people, they were running with that, <clears throat> so. You know, that's the thing. It's like you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. And um, yeah, we got James. What's up, James? James says, hey, you're the best YouTuber ever. And please never change. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't I don't know, bro, if I'm the best YouTuber ever, but definitely will always try to be myself and, and never change. That's for sure. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Cayman's in the room. What's going on, Cayman? Cayman says, um. Marius Pudzianowski, is that how you pronounce his name? Puds. I just call him Puds. Marius Pudzianowski knocked the fuck out a dude. He did. He did, bro. I saw that. It was a nasty uppercut. <clears throat> he was on the Ariel Hawani show a couple of times uh, recently. And Puds is Puds is a legend, man. Marius is a he's a beast. I think he's like a five-time world's strongest man champ i think he's won the most titles um in the world's strongest man i I remember i remember watching him back in the day i was like super young and he was one of the the few guys that was like actually ripped like he looked like bodybuilder jacked and he was super strong and up until that point like all those dudes like i wouldn't say they were like they were they were like husky dudes like that's an understatement some of them were kind of what you would say fat (laughs) and it's not wrong with being bigger that's that's totally cool but i'm just saying like the build of those guys they were not cut you know they look like eddie hall when eddie hall was like uh breaking deadlift records like just like huge like that 
So here comes Marius and and Marius like comes in ripped like a freaking bodybuilder and he's stupid strong. That guy's such a legend. And then I remember his transition to MMA and <clears throat> people were hating on him like my god. This is like I think 12 13 years ago people were just straight up hating on him online. They said he's <clears throat> he's never going to go anywhere, he's not going to do anything. He sucks, he's never going to get better. And they were wrong. I mean, he had some rough um, first fights. You know, they matched him up against Tim Sylvia, which I thought was a bad matchup for him because Big Tim, way more experienced. But um, <clears throat> Mary has made the, the legit transition to MMA. He stuck with it. I heard him on the Ariel Hawani. He said that it took him years to transform his body and to get his cardio up to par. <clears throat> And that's the thing that like that I learned in training, how important cardio is, guys. Like it's it's insane the type of cardio you have to have to 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 fight. You know, it's it's the most important thing. Like being big and strong is important. Like heck yes, like size matters, strength matters. But I honestly think cardio and conditioning holds more weight than 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 brute size and strength. You know, and of course technique, because like. If you can't go for longer than a minute or two, like it, it's astounding how fast your shoulders burn out from striking, um, throwing punches, like within a minute, you're dead grappling even quicker. So it's freaking crazy. And like for a guy that big to, to transition to, um, to MMA, it's a completely different ball game physically, completely different. So props to Marius Pajanowski for, for making that transition. Dude, dude is a legend. Big fan of him. Polish power. <clears throat> RV Dan says, yeah, because Sony and Mavsar, is that, is that what the guy's name is? Said the N word in Instagram post in 2014. Ah, uh, okay. So it was another, <clears throat> it was another incident. I, I didn't know about that one. I didn't know about that one. Uh, Cayman says, Anthony Swift trying to stand up for his wife and family. I can understand from that perspective. Maybe his story was accurate. Maybe it was not. Who knows, man? Like, I don't know the Dan, what's his name? Bozarian? He seems like a douche. That dude seems just like out of, out of touch, out of reality, just weirdo. I don't really care for the guy. Like, I don't have any real hate for him. I, I, ne- I never, I've never met the guy. Um, But just vibes. Like, I don't, I don't really like him <laughs> and being around that guy i mean yeah i could imagine probably bring brings the worst out of you Nacho says does connor still train with john kavanaugh i don't see him ever post anything with him i have no idea bro i have no idea that's an interesting observation <clears throat> because it's you're, you're correct man i haven't seen um connor with kavanaugh at all it's kind of weird <clears throat> We got Brandon in the room. Brandon says, facts, RDA versus Rafael Fiziev is going to be a banger, but I got RDA, to be honest. <coughs> oh, yeah, I was asked about that. Oh, YGZ says, RDA versus Rafael Fiziev, who you got and how? Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to go with RDA, too. But I think Fiziev is super dangerous standing. I mean, you never know. He's he's very powerful. He's a strong dude. Uh, His striking is, like, top-notch, so... You never know. And maybe he catches RDA, but I think RDA is too much of a savvy vet. He's too well-rounded. 
I mean, I got RDA probably 65-35 in that one. I, I, I would expect RDA to win. I think he would overwhelm, overwhelm Fiziev, you know, drag him into deep water, mix things up, mix up grappling with the striking. I just think RDA's overall game is just like better than Fiziev's game. <clears throat> James says, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my damn voice. <clears throat> What's Conor McGregor's feud with Tyson Fury? I don't know, man. I, I I remember um Fury was busting on him. I think he called him like a midget or something. <laughs> and they had, they had a little back and forth. What's going on, Jurek? What's up? What's up? <clears throat> Kamis says, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about, <clears throat> Kamen. Oh, about Pudzianowski. He was big and strong, but he was not really known for punching power. Now it looks like he is using his size and strength and technique and timing to actually knock people out cold. Yeah, man, mechanics, bro. Mechanics, um, it's a huge thing. The more you do something, the the better your movement is, the better your your understanding of the movement is, <clears throat> the more you engage like specific muscles. And um <clears throat> he's been doing this a while, so like his mechanics are getting a lot better. And now, like, that power, he's able to transfer that power into punching, you know? His his deadlift and his powerlifting lifts, like, you know, unless if, unless if you know how to strike and do certain things, they're not going to necessarily transfer right over. But the more you train, um, like I said, like, your, your nervous system gets used to, like, these certain movements. And um, it's like riding a bike. When you first get, get on a bike, like, you don't know how to ride it. You have no balance. It's like a learning curve. And it's just it's the same thing with like striking and grappling. So Puds in this later stage in his life, I think he's like in his 40s. Like he's in his 40s. Um, I say later stage like if he's old. He's far from old. But for, for mixed martial arts in his later stage, he's like coming into his own. And it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. <clears throat> and like heavyweights, you know, a lot of people believe that heavyweights have um more longevity when they get older in the sport because they don't have to rely on speed so much so will puds ever make it to the ufc nah i think that ship has sailed we'll never see that but we'll definitely see some more entertaining um fun fights with him until says people are hard on tj he admitted being wrong yeah um there's like a backstory with that in the Like I had responded on that other video, but the thing is with TJ is that, and you guys could look this up. You guys could look this up yourself. These are just like the facts. Like he got busted for EPO and he was caught dead to rights. And it's like before that he was lying about PD use like hard. You know, he was on these like specials or uh, behind the scenes clips like UFC, you know, um segments focusing on his training and stuff he was looking right at that camera adamantly hard work hard work the haters are gonna talk i never taken anything ever blah 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 then the thing is with epo you can't ingest epo it has to be injected so if you if you pop for epo and the fighters are informed they're informed about being red flagged before it's publicly released by usada so what TJ did, he gets no credit from me, from me for admitting he was a PED user because he only admitted it when he was going to get busted. So I think they're going to come out with the information on a Thursday and he came out like on a Tuesday or something like that and did like a public 
announcement that he he got busted or he was cheating so it's like he gets no credit man he gets no credit whatsoever for coming clean because he was gonna get busted anyway and like in comparison to like john jones like so this is this is um you can look this up as well like jeff Nowitzki was on the rogan he talked about this usada and their team actually believe that Jones possibly did ingest tainted creatine or some kind of supplement. It was not like EPO, like what Jones tested positive for, you could actually ingest it and have it in your system. You can't do that with EPO. EPO, you legitimately have to take via like needle. So that's why TJ was undeniably busted. There's no excuse for that. But Jones, with the whole thing of like him doing cocaine, you know, they cut cocaine with creatine, so they say. So it's possible. Like he was sniffing some cocaine and he sniffed some tainted creatine, you know? And it doesn't make sense. Like his levels um for whatever was in his system were like elevated at the weigh-in. Like how stupid would you have to be to take something at the weigh-in or the day of? That just doesn't make sense. So, but you guys could look this up. Like I said, um, Nowitzki, Nowitzki, they pretty much had to do something to him. They had to punish him in, in some capacity. But even Nowitzki kind of admitted that it seemed like John was telling the truth. <clears throat> Natil says, John, Jones never admitted, which makes it worse. Yeah, bro, but but what if he didn't? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, like USADA said that possibly he did ingest some kind of taint to supplement or maybe it was like his cocaine usage with the creatine, you know, with, um, with TJ, like he just denied it all up until the point that he got caught, like where he had to mention something. So it's like a different thing. Like, I'm not sure if a lot of people know that, you know, with, with the whole TJ thing, he had to come clean cause he got busted red handed. <clears throat> Natil says, I really believe TJ did it only for 135. Did y'all see how Deddy looked? Y'all don't understand how rough that cut was. <clears throat> he looked terrible, bro. I think it was 125, right? Wasn't it 125 or was it 135? Yeah, yeah, 125. That was a bad move, dude. When he was cut into to 125, I, I knew that shit was going to end bad for him. Hold, hold on one sec, guys. Yeah, I knew he was going to get knocked out. He looked super frail. That was just a bad move. And the same thing with Dan Hooker. Like, I I didn't think Dan Hooker going to 145 was a good idea. Like, I know he competed at 145 way back. But if anything, I think Hooker should go up. The same thing with Tony. I want to see Tony at 170. See what what Ferguson could do at at 170. And if you guys look at his recent Instagram pictures, it looks like he's bulking up. So that's kind of cool. Same thing with Hooker. Torrance says, I heard John's hit under the octagon <laughs> just to avoid USADA. Yeah, I think that came from Chael. You know, Chael lied himself. He was a big time PD user, um, busted for like, I think, fraud with real estate. So I would take what Uncle Chael says with a grain of salt, man. You know, he may not be the greatest uh, source and, and him and Jones had, you know, they had a beef. So <clears throat> YGZ, what's crazy is TJ gets gets called trash for it, but when Jones did it, he's still the GOAT, which is crazy. <laughs> there, I'll say this. There's definitely an asterisk next to John Jones's name. 100%. I, I, I will not deny that. I will not deny that. 
because maybe he did use freaking PEDs. Maybe he freaking did. Like we don't, we don't know. All we know is he he popped for it, but the the results were kind of suspect. They were weird. Um, <clears throat> you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but his his history with other things, he doesn't seem like he's the greatest greatest decision maker, right? Outside of uh, fighting. <clears throat> James says, "Do you ever think UFC will go back to no weight classes like it used to be?" Nah, I don't think it will, bro. Especially with the climate, the way things are are now with the sensitivity. Um, in all aspects of life, I mean, I just think it would it would set the sport back. Um, I do think that there's smaller guys that could beat bigger guys, though. You know, it happened in the old UFCs. There was way smaller dudes beating bigger dudes. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting. But, you know, skill wise, like everyone pretty much caught up to each other. And this is just the truth. Like when you have two guys that are like of equal s- skill, the one that's bigger and stronger is going to win. So with the way things are now, like I, I do think that there's some guys that could beat bigger dudes, but for the most part in modern MMA, I think, I think for the most part, the bigger guys would beat the smaller ones, you know? <clears throat> Natil says, the new Miss Marvel trailer on Disney Plus looks kind of cringe. Have you seen a slam? Yeah, it looks cringe, bro. It looks like too kitty for me. I'm not really feeling it. The casting is kind of weak to me. It's like, eh. She-Hulk looks more appealing to me because you got Hulk in it. You have Abomination. Abomination is badass. Hope they give him more shine. You know, Tim Tim Roth as Abomination coming back. Like, that's super cool. I like how they're tying in um, the older, the old Hulk movie with Edward Norton. I'd be more interested in um, She-Hulk than anything. I think I'm going to pass Miss Marvel. But I've been watching um right now as far as like shows is getting off of MMA a little bit. Um I'm into Better Call Saul. Uh nobody ruined it for me, please. I know like it's on the last season or they just wrapped up, but I'm I'm currently watching that because I was a big breaking bad fan. And um Better Call Saul is awesome. I love how they they bring back the older characters like for this whole prequel um scenario in Better Call Saul. And um I'm watching um Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi series and um I just saw episode three. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. It's pretty epic. Nostalgia factor through the roof. <clears throat> because like I've always been a big Star Wars fan. I'm not like a super Star Wars nerd, but I'm a big Star Wars fan. And of course I saw the originals growing up. Um four, five, and six, you know, episodes four, five, and six. But I didn't get to see those in the theater because I'm not that old. <laughs> so episodes one, two, and three, which I think are underrated. I mean, they're flawed, but they have some great things. Like Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson. He was awesome. I loved him as um, <clears throat> an older mentor Jedi. <clears throat> Darth Maul was the jam. Loved Darth Maul to death. I was, I'm still mad that they killed him, but I know he lived in... Um, the cartoon, the animated, uh, what is it, uh, Rebels or something, or Clone Wars. <clears throat> so Darth Maul lived on. He actually got like robotic legs. But anyway, nerding out, nerding out. So one, two, and three underrated to me. I remember seeing the Phantom Menace. I was super young. I probably was like as old as Hayden Christensen, you know, during that whole run. So I was a very young man. And that kind of was like my Star Wars because I got to see it in the theater. And then I saw like the new trilogy, which was, they were okay. They were okay. Kylo Ren was cool. But not to keep ranting, Obi-Wan 
super nostalgic for me because I remember one, two, and three vividly and that whole saga. And there's a lot of callbacks. Um, unless if this is not really a spoiler, everybody knows that Vader's back and Hayden Christensen is back as Vader. So <clears throat> that's fucking awesome. It's a, it's good. It's good guys. Until says I'm watching S- stranger things, new season. Also it's fire. Oh, I got to get on that. I got to get on stranger things. I love that show as well. I love the eighties vibe. Oh man. Until says, have you seen Peaky Blinders? I haven't bro. That's been on my radar. My girlfriend's, she saw, she's caught up with it. And she's always telling me about Peaky Blinders and The Wire. I tried to watch The Wire. I couldn't get into it. I know it's one of the greatest shows, so they say, ever. <clears throat> but um, I'm going to c- catch up with that eventually. And um, Peaky Blinders. I know Tom Hardy's in Peaky Blinders. He looks like a crazy bastard in it. <laughs> Brandon says, Slam, who are your top five goats? Man, that's such a subjective thing, bro. Um, it's hard to answer that, but I'll throw some random names out there, like like top, top, top guys. Um, John Jones is up there, little asterisk, of course. Um, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Fader Emelianenko. Um, who else? Who else? <clears throat> Mighty Mouse, as far as like just his complete skill set, just absolutely incredible. Um, Conor McGregor, just kidding. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. Just a joke. I didn't, I don't really mean Conor McGregor. I think Conor McGregor is a great. He'll go down as a great because of like winning multiple belts. He's just not complete enough for me to put him like in a GOAT category. But if he comes back and wins a third belt and let's say he beats Usman, damn, you may have to put the guys like top three of all time, regardless of his holes. But anyway, back to my GOAT list. Um, Who else? I mean, there's honorable mentions too. I mean, Dominic Cruz is a great. Matt Hughes is a great. Oh, Habib. You know, um, Habib is tough for me. I guess I will put him in the top five. Sorry about the dog outside, guys. I guess I will put Habib in the top five because he's undefeated, 29-0. But the thing is with Habib is the... The level of competition. He started winning some great fights before he left. But overall, like, you know, can anybody name a a fighter outside of the UFC? You know, can can anyone? One name. Name one person that he fought outside of the UFC. So I'm not going to say he fought a lot of tomato cans, but, you know, his record's a little questionable. And then the matchups. Like, you know, if you look at a guy like GSP, GSP fought a lot of guys, um, that was that like a plethora of skill sets tongue tied right there a plethora of skill sets he fought super elite grapplers super dangerous strikers like all walks of life in an mma game he beat guys at their own game you know habib fairly one-dimensional fairly one-dimensional <clears throat> all right guys i actually have to get off um, that sounds funny. <laughs> I actually have to get off of here. It's been about 40 minutes. I got to run. Maybe I'll be back later. We'll, we'll see. But, um, I want to say, uh, thanks guys for joining the live as usual. Thank you so much for the support, for the likes, the shares, you know, in any way you guys help push the channel. I think you guys are amazing, super humbled and, um, just hope to keep putting out fun content, talk fights 
and hang out with you guys. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do. So um, you guys have a nice night or day, and I'll catch you guys on the next one, all right? Later, guys.